0: A reading from the Acts of the Apostles, chapter 2, beginning with the first verse. When the day of Pentecost had come, they were all together in one place. And suddenly from heaven there came a sound like the rush of a violent wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. Divided tongues as of fire appeared among them, are not all these who are speaking Galileans? And how is it that we hear each of us in our own native language? Parthians, Medes, Elamites, and residents of Mesopotamia, Judea and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia, Pamphylia, Egypt, and the parts of Libya belonging to Cyrene, and the visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, Cretans and Arabs, In our own languages, we hear them speaking about God's deeds of power. All were amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, What does this mean? But others sneered and said, They are filled with new wine. But Peter, standing with the eleven, raised his voice and addressed them. Men of Judea and all who live in Jerusalem, Let this be known to you and listen to what I say. The Word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. So I was thinking about what it must have been like to have heard Jesus' final words, to be that group of people who had traveled with Him and eaten with Him, who had seen everything He did, then hear Him say, I'm leaving, but I have a job for you. Go, make disciples of every people of every nation baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them all that I've commanded you to keep my commandments. What must it have been like to be 12 apostles and maybe as many as 120 to 200, 500 other disciples sitting around hearing Jesus say that and think we are going to share this good news with the whole world? That would be like having somebody come and tell us that we were going to take a penny and put it on every square inch of the cemetery when we left here. Make you want to go home and not stay, wouldn't it? I'm sure they were terrified. How in the world are we going to do that, Jesus? It sounds like a monstrous job. And Jesus told them that after He had left to wait in Jerusalem until power had come from on high. And I got to thinking about that power, and you know what popped into my mind? Y'all say what? Potato cannons. (laughs) Tell you the truth. One Christmas, my brother came home and was telling me about a potato cannon he had built out of PVC pipe. And my redneck antenna just went beep. Sign me up for that, I thought. Let's go build one. So we rolled straight to Lowe's and bought all the stuff, and it's really pretty easy. You need a 20-something-inch piece of 4-inch PVC. You need a coupler that goes from 4-inch to one and a half, And then you need as long as a one a half-inch inch PVC piece of PVC as you can safely point in one direction. Got that? Glue it all together. On the end of the 20-something-inch piece of PVC, you put a cap that you can screw a plug into. After you do that, you take two stainless steel screws and you screw them into the PVC so they touch like that inside the thing. Some of y'all are smiling. Y'all built one. And they touch inside the thing, and you wire those up to a grill igniter. You know that button that you push on your gas grill and it makes fire? It makes a spark, doesn't it? You take a potato. It's sinful, I know, to be wasting food that way, but it's fun too. You take a potato and you put it in the one and a half inch piece of, PVC tube. Know what I'm talking about? I would have brought one and show it to you, but some youth at Livingston United Methodist Church borrowed it from me and never gave it back. And they stuff that potato in the end of the tube, and you kind of pop it like that, and you got the tube filed down so it cuts the core of the potato, and the core of the potato goes in the tube, and then you take a dowel and push the tube, the potato down the tube. Now, here's the secret. You can push the potato down the tube... Press the little button, it'll just go click. Just go click. It won't do anything. But, but, y'all heard of Aquanet? How many of you ladies have ever used Aquanet on your head? It is not safe, stop it. You may never use it again. There's power in Aquanet. If you spray aqua in it into that tube for about three seconds, put the cap on the tube, put the potato in the hole, pop the potato in the hole, push the potato out, it compresses like a car engine. Then when you hit the little grill igniters, it goes clicking, boom, and the potato goes hundred yards. It's the most amazing thing you've ever seen. My cousin came for that same Christmas celebration and lugged her husband with her that I had only seen one time in my whole life. And he came. His name is Lester. He's a sweet, sweet guy flies helicopters for the National Guard. We were shooting that potato cannon that we had just built. We were having a fun time. And my cousin told me that when they were leaving, her husband got in her van, looked at her, and said, that's a redneck with too much education. (laughs) No, listen, that's not true. That's a person who knows what power is. Don't laugh at you preacher like that. Y'all thinking that's true. I hear it. A little wheels spinning out there. Aquanet was the trick. You can put any other hairspray. It didn't work as good. It was Aquanet. The disciples, if I told you I want you to throw a potato 100 yards, that's the only way you can do it. I know of no other way to launch the core of a potato 120 yards. I mean, it'll fling them. The more you spray in there, the more nervous you get about it blowing up on your hands, but the farther it will go. If I told you to pick a potato and throw it, you might throw it 40 yards. But if you have the power of Aquanet behind you, you can throw it as far as you want to, as far as you're brave enough to spray it in there. Don't use starting fluid, though. matter of fact, you youngins just don't build one at all. (laughs) Bad pastor. But I'm telling you, that's what came to mind. How you have this seemingly impossible feat in front of you to throw a potato as far as you can throw it, and all it takes is PVC and Aquanet. And the disciples in this case were the PVC. And Jesus had them all put together. He had them assembled and ready. And what did God do? God blew a bunch of Aquanet up in their midst. Called the Holy Spirit and set them on fire. And He set them on fire. And they changed the world. They changed the world. They went out and announced that God had come in Jesus Christ. If you ask me, why am I a Christian instead of a Muslim? If you ask me, why am I a Christian instead of Hare Krishna or Buddha? Why uh, do I follow Jesus instead of all the other options? I would tell you this. All those other options... All those other options teach you about ways that you can hope to get close to God, right? But Christianity teaches you that God hoped to get close to you and came through His Son, Jesus Christ. It's the greatest news ever given that Jesus came to save all. And the church was created to proclaim it. And it does, dear ones, it seems like an impossible task, but God knows that all we need is His Holy Spirit in us, and in us as a group to lead us and cause us to do what needs to be done. For us alone, it's impossible. Without God, we can't sling that potato. But with the power of the Holy Spirit. And the closest analogy I could come up with was Aquanet with the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives, we can do what God has called us to do. We can share the gospel. We can proclaim it and tell people about a God who loves them and wants to know them. We're a PVC God gun already made. The Holy Spirit of God has been sprayed into us, Paul says. Put into us so that we can share the love of God and be filled with the love of God. Let us not underestimate the power of what God intends to do through us. But let us, dear ones, give ourselves over to the power of the Holy Spirit. We will be amazed at what He will do through us. A few weeks ago, Jesus told us, abide in me, and you will produce grapefruit. The Holy Spirit is the life force in the church that drives that fruit out of us, that produces that fruit in us. And if you want evidence that the Holy Spirit has been at work in this congregation, I invite you to watch as those who are being confirmed come forward. You raised them in the faith. You nurtured them in the good news. The Holy Spirit has used you to teach them the way of Christ. And they come to offer themselves to that way and to our Christ. I would invite the parents to come and stand with them. Please turn with me to page fifty three in the hymnal. <clears throat> well, it's thirty five, it's close. <laughs> thirty three, yeah, thirty three. Says Baptismal Covenant One at the top. Did I say fifty-three? See? <laughs> one day I'll be perfect. But it ain't this day. Brothers and sisters in Christ, through the sacrament of baptism, we are initiated into Christ's holy church. We are incorporated into God's mighty acts of salvation and given new birth through water and the Spirit. All this is God's gift offered to us without price. Through confirmation and through the reaffirmation of our faith, we renew the covenant declared at our baptism, acknowledge what God is doing for us, and affirm our commitment to Christ's holy church. I present Caitlin Inez Alford for confirmation. I present Sarah Emily Alford for confirmation. I present Leanne Nicole McManus for confirmation. I present Linda Rose Passmore for confirmation. Caitlin, Sarah, Leanne, Linda Rose, on behalf of the whole church I ask you, Do you renounce the spiritual forces of wickedness, reject the evil powers of this world, and repent of your sin? Do you accept the freedom and power God gives you to resist evil, injustice, and oppression in whatever forms they present themselves? Do you confess Jesus Christ as your Savior, put your whole trust in His grace, and promise to serve Him as your Lord, in union with the church which Christ has opened to people of all ages, nations, and races. According to the grace given to you, will you remain faithful members of Christ's holy church and serve as Christ's representatives in the world? We continue at the top of page 35. Do you as Christ's body, the church, reaffirm both your rejection of sin and your commitment to Christ? Will you nurture one another in the Christian faith and life and include these persons now before you in your care? Let us join together in professing the Christian faith as contained in the Scriptures of the Old and New Testaments. Do you believe in God the Father? I believe in God the Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth. Do you believe in Jesus Christ? I believe in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, He rose again. He ascended into heaven, is seated at the right hand of the Father, and will come again to judge the living and the dead. Do you believe in the Holy Spirit? I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, And the life everlasting. We will continue with the thanksgiving over the water from page 51. The Lord be with you. you. Let us pray. Eternal Father, when nothing existed but chaos, you swept across the dark waters and brought forth light. In the days of Noah, you saved those on the ark through water. After the flood, you set in the clouds a rainbow. When you saw your people as slaves in Egypt, you led them to freedom through the sea. Their children you brought through the Jordan to the land which you promised. Sing to the Lord, all the earth. Tell of God's mercy each day. In the fullness of time, you sent Jesus. Nurtured in the water of a womb, he was baptized by John and anointed by your Spirit. He called his disciples to share in the baptism of his death and resurrection and to make disciples of all nations. Pour out your Holy Spirit and by this gift of water, call to our remembrance. The grace declared to us in our baptism. For you have washed away our sins, and you clothe us with righteousness throughout our lives, that dying and rising with Christ, we may share in his final victory. All praise to you, eternal Father, through your Son, Jesus Christ, who with you and the Holy Spirit lives and reigns forever. Amen. We return to page 37. Caitlin Inez, would you step forward? Remember your baptism and be thankful. Amen. Caitlin Inez, the Holy Spirit work within you that having been born through water and the Spirit, you may live as a faithful disciple of Jesus Christ. Amen. Sarah, Emily, come forward. Remember your baptism and be thankful. Sarah Emily, the Holy Spirit work within you that having been born through water and the Spirit, you may live as a faithful disciple of Jesus Christ. Amen. Leanne, Nicole, go forward. Remember your baptism and be thankful. Amen. And Nicole, the Holy Spirit work within you, that having been born through water and the Spirit, you may live as a faithful disciple of Jesus Christ. Amen. Linda Rose. Remember your baptism and be thankful. Amen. Linda Rose, the Holy Spirit work within you, that having been born of water and the Spirit, you may live as a faithful disciple of Jesus Christ. Amen. Confirmation is a repeatable rite. When we sing the final hymn, if you would like to come and be marked to remember your baptism and have those words spoken over you, you may come as we sing, I will wait here for you. Caitlin, Sarah, Leanne, Linda Rose. We'll continue with the top of page 38. As members of Christ's universal church, will you be loyal to Christ through the United Methodist Church and do all in your power to strengthen its ministries? As members of this congregation... Will you faithfully participate in its ministries by your prayers, your presence, your gifts, your service, and your witness? Members of the household of God, I commend these persons to your love and care. Do all in your power to increase their faith, confirm their hope, and perfect them in love. the God of all grace, who has called us to eternal glory in Christ, establish you and strengthen you by the power of the Holy Spirit that you may live in grace and peace. Amen. Let us welcome them. I would say a word of thanks to... Those of you who through the years have served as children's ministry coordinators, as Sandy now serves, and Julie who has helped her so faithfully, and others of you who have helped her so faithfully, Vacation Bible School, Youth Group with Dee, Dee and Jennifer, and all those who have worked with these young people, you have nurtured them in the faith. You are part of their story. You always will be. I thank Donna for coming for eight solid weeks of, of training and, and being with them so that so that we could have the class. And I'm thankful to all of you for praying for them. Caitlin, this contains your Certificate of Professing Membership and a note from me. And this is a Bible. It is given to you by the people of this church. It is an NIV student Bible. It is a study Bible that has notes and things like that to help you read. It's going to last a lifetime. And it's our hope that you will use it for your life as you follow Christ. Welcome. Sarah, this contains your Certificate of Professing Membership. This contains an NIV student Bible for use throughout your life. It is our hope that you will use it. It is a gift to you from the people of this congregation. Leanne, this contains your certificate of profession of faith and a Bible, a gift to you from the people of this congregation in hope that you will use it for the rest of your life as you follow Christ. Linda Rose, this contains your certificate of professing membership. This contains a Bible given to you by the people of this congregation in hopes that you will use it for the rest of your life as you follow Christ. Amen. As we sing the, After we sing the final hymn, I invite you guys to follow me out so that they can welcome you. So, you know, right? You with me? Okay. Someone tell us the final hymn number. 664, let us sing and sing.